Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's Monaco time. That's right, guys. One of the biggest rounds of the year. It's so fucking cool. Monaco, awesome place. I actually never raced there myself, unfortunately. And it's definitely one of the... In the top three of all time that I've never raced at, that I would have loved to have raced at. The glitz, the glamour, the movie stars, the Cannes Film Festival just across the road, pretty much. And all the stars will be coming over from Cannes over to Monaco for the weekend. If you've all seen it, guys, on Netflix, Drive to Survive, or if you've even seen it on fucking TV, you can see how cool it looks. Now, look. We know the, the race can be a little bit boring every now and then, right? Look, fair enough. But you know, you can't have Formula 1 without Monaco. You just can't, guys. You just fucking can't. It's awesome. It really is. Now, a couple of things. Very, very interesting. We're going to look at, we're going to break down. From last weekend, obviously in Italy, the, the race was cancelled. I mean... Wow, I hope everybody's okay down there now. Fuck, people are dying. People have lost their homes. H- horrendous, horrendous. Um, so, yeah, guys, thoughts and prayers still to these people down there. And a heart goes out to them. Hopefully, everything's going to be okay. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see now what Formula 1 does here. Whether, like, what do they do now? Because there's meant to be 23 races for the year. And what do they do? Do they reward all drivers with the points? Do they give a double header? Double header, guys, is two rounds at a race weekend. So, in other words, you could have two full Grand Prix, one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday, which is very unlikely, I have to say. It'll be too much wear and tear on the cars. Uh, they might just add on another round during the year because, I mean, they did that in coronavirus too, if you remember. In... Um, Oh, what was coronavirus again? The first year, 2020. So, I mean, that was a disaster of a year. I mean, they were literally just going one ba- one race to the next and just <laughs> seeing what was available. But the point is this. They can do it. Now, question is, will they do it? Now, they, they do have another few options here, guys, right? They might put on another round. Or what they can do is they can award double points for a Grand Prix win. So, in other words, instead of getting 25, you get 50. Then, you know, and then second and third and fourth and so on. So everybody gets double, whoever scores. Now, that's probably the fairest way to do it, I have to say. Or you just have another fucking round. You just have another fucking round. And you could also have the sprint race. So for the next one, you could add on points for the sprint. So at the moment, guys, you've got a sprint race. If you win that, you get eight points. Now, if they just add on an extra win, in other words, you get 8 points plus 25, and then instead of the top 8 in the sprint winning points, you get the top 10 winning points. So, again, it's a bit of, you know, it, it's a bit all over the place. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out, of course. I'll keep you updated if I, if I see anything uh, on update on that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, another very, very interesting thing before we get into Monaco... Uh, for this weekend is um, I'm really excited about this because I think well guys if you've been listening to me for all the year you know that Alonso's my boy he's my favorite I've repeated it about 50 times and I've kept saying over and over again 
that Alonso's best shot this year is Monaco and small twisty stop and start tracks like that. I'm sure you've heard me dozens of times saying it already. And it's interesting because Alonso was actually talking on Formula 1 F1.com and you can check the news on that as well, guys. But Alonso was saying that actually, yes, his best chances this year are at tracks like Monaco and Singapore. Right, they're stop starty. So, like I was saying, guys, this is definitely his best chance. Um, I think Alonso is going to have to get the most unbelievable qualifying timing of his life in Monaco if he gets a chance to win. You've got to start on pole, guys. You just got to start on pole or off pole. If you don't, there's a 97% chance you're not going to win the race unless you get an unbelievable pit stop and it it just barely happens so you be safe and you get it on the fucking front row it's as simple as that like that's your job for the weekend get it on the front row and you've got a really really good chance now for Alonso in fact you know what I'm going to hang on to that I'm going to tease you in here for a little bit I know exactly what Alonso's strategy should be so hen- before we get into anything now, guys. Now, let's look at the driver standings. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we've got Verstappen on 119 points. And we've got Perez on 105. So 14 points in the difference. It looks like at the moment it's still going to go down to the wire with these two boys. Uh, I know I've been saying it too. I don't think Red Bull are going to keep Perez in the game all the way down to the last race. I think they'll want to just close off the the race championship as fast as they can so by the time they get to the last i would say maybe four or five rounds maybe six what they'll start all of a sudden you'll see perez slow down and they're all going to be saying oh sergio's buckling under the pressure from verstappen which is complete horseshit that's just an excuse for slowing the guy down guys i've told you before i'll tell you again I ain't pulling any fucking punches. I'm not getting paid by Formula One to do this podcast. I just love talking about uh, Formula One and motor racing in general. I'll give you the raw fucking truth. There's no editor editing me down, controlling me what me to say. There's no production crew telling me, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that. They can all go fuck themselves. I'll tell you exactly the raw truth. I love racing. I fucking love it. And you guys deserve to know the truth. You really do. I, I... hate seeing people brainwashed by these jerk-off TV presenters being so fucking biased. Now, not all of them are. Like the likes of Martin Brundle. He's not biased. Right, he's been biased once or twice, and but... All right, okay, Martin, all right, okay. Now, he was a Formula 1 driver. I don't think he likes to be fucking biased. Why would he? You know, he knows the sport. Um, so, yeah. Look, guys, I'm going to give you the raw truth. So, that's what I think what's going to happen with Perez and Verstappen. Now, I could be wrong on that one. I really could, because Perez might have some Mexican money, big sponsorship coming through, and and the team are getting paid a hell of a lot of money to keep Perez in the game and even win the fucking championship. Hard to know. But, guys, all I would say is this. If Perez starts slowing down at the end of the year... Now, unless the guy crashes the car on his own and, like, a genuine fuck-up mistake, well then, totally different. But all of a sudden, if he's just not on the races, it's not because he's not handling the pressure with Verstappen. Get that out of your heads. That ain't it. 
Red Buller will be slowing him down. And by the way, I'm not even a Perez fan. You know, I'm just being very, very fair to every single driver, no matter if I like them or I don't. I think you know at this stage with my other podcast episodes, I'll just be extremely fair, tell you exactly the story. Now, Fernando, Fernando, Fernando Alonso, my boy, he's in third on 75 points. I think, I think it's over. I think Alonso will get one or two races this year if they play their cards right. Because again, the Red Bulls are so fucking dominant at the moment. It's still going to be hard for him to wrap up a fucking victory. You know, he's got a good chance at Monaco coming up, I think. Great balance in the car. He doesn't need huge engine speed. It's very stop-start, so it's good grip, stability in the car, and shoot out of those fucking corners as fast as you can. That's what Monaco's all about, getting out of the corners as fast as you can. It's not about engines or carrying the speed into the bend. It's all about your exit speed in a track like Monaco. That's where the guys dominate. Traction, out of the bend, and they just shoot down that straight. That's the key in Monaco. So, I mean, he's almost double the points behind Alonso, which is... I mean, unless, you know, the Red Bulls start crashing and have huge reliability problems, it's, it's not looking good for Alonso. And he's my boy. He's my boy, you know? Uh, so yeah, look, it's never over until it's over, as they say. It's never over until it's over. Um, okay, so that's the top three, guys. Now I'm gonna leave it there with the championship points, and I'll tell you why. Because I actually think the two, those three boys, are gonna be the ones to watch for this weekend. Now it's interesting what I'm looking at the uh, the the Pirelli tires this weekend. They were meant to be introduced in this last week in in Italy. And what they're going to be doing is the... Hang on, I'm just double-checking again now. So the drivers will be given two sets of the hard tire, three sets of the medium, and eight sets of the soft. Now, that is... Heavy mats now, lads. Uh, Hang on, what is that again? So that's two sets of the hard, two and five and eight. That's 13. Okay, they were actually going to be... Oh, so right... Right, I beg your pardon, guys. I missed this little paragraph here before I actually started the uh, the episode. Aha! Okay. So it's going to be 13 sets of tires, guys. Uh, so there's going to be no change. So let's move on. <laughs> right. The weather is looking interesting. I mean, last year was a fucking disaster. I mean, it was her- torrential rain at the start. Perez comes out le- winning the race, which is a great... Look, it's a great win for him. He hasn't won that much yet with Red Bull, so it was great to see him. He's, he seems like a nice a nice guy, you know? Um, I think what they're looking at here, they're saying on Friday it's expected to be a sunny day, chance of showers. On Saturday for qualifying... Uh, mostly sunny with a slight chance of shower. Okay, that's not so bad. And then Sunday, partially cloudy with a light southerly wind and with a slight chance of rain in the afternoon. What I like about Monaco, guys, is that when they say there's a slight chance, what I've seen over the years is when they say there's a a chance of rain, it normally actually does. 
And when it comes down, it comes down fucking hard in Monaco. So it would be nice to see a wet race. It'll obviously shake, shake things up. Uh, yeah, it'll. I think it'd be very interesting. And I think even Alonso has got definitely a better chance this weekend when it comes to having the rain. I really think he does. Uh, now, before we get into predictions, Hamilton and Russell in their Mercedes, ladies and gents. Now, they were meant to have a major upgrade, as they call it, last week in Italy. Now, you might have heard me talk about this more in depth last week for the uh, the Italian Grand Prix, but obviously being cancelled and all that. Um, major upgrades doesn't necessarily mean, ladies and gentlemen, that you're going to get a fucking huge advantage. It might, it like, in terms of the car itself, a major upgrade can make the car balanced better in either slow, medium, high-speed bends, right? Or fast bends. So it, in terms of the handling and just the, the general ride of the car, it could be a major upgrade, right? But it doesn't mean it's going to get you faster on the stopwatch. It just doesn't. You know, it's, I suppose, in a way, it's kind of like you're buying a blazer or a a suit in a shop and you realize when you get home it's a little bit too big but then that your major upgrade for your clothes is you've got the suit tightened right (laughs) kind of like that it just it just it's more comfortable right and to be fair to lewis and george russell they seem to be struggling quite a bit you know they uh the, the car doesn't look balanced it looks to be all over the fucking place, to be honest, if you ask me. Um, Mercedes are really struggling with this budget cap. They, they just can't throw money at the, at the problem anymore. Which is... Um, it's obviously nice. I'm not a fan of Mercedes. I love their road cars, but I'm not a fan of the F1 team. But, um, you know, I gotta say that, yeah, these boys, they're struggling at the moment. You know? And it's not nice to see. It's not great to see. It's not bad to see either. It's just, well, hey, that's just the way... The, the way racing goes, guys. And uh, now we could be wrong here in saying that the uh, they might be they might be faster or they mightn't be faster because they could be faster in Monaco. Now, when I now if it's not a question of they've made a major upgrade and the car is more balanced, if it goes the other way, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, and if it's a major upgrade and the car is actually fucking quicker. Well, hey, and I mean this, ladies and gentlemen, they have to have the mother of all upgrades to have any chance of winning races. And I really mean that because Verstappen, uh, Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin, they're going to be making upgrades too. So really... All the other teams just got to make, you know, slight upgrade here, slight upgrade there. Whereas Mercedes are so fucking behind, they're going to have to go, you know, three steps forward. Whereas the other boys have just got to do a half a step, quarter fucking step, maybe even just one step. So all they've got to do is just keep their, their performance ticking along, ticking away, ticking away, ticking away. And they're good. So that's what I mean. This upgrade has got to be the... The upgrade that ends all 
upgrades if they have any chance of getting back to the front, winning races and winning the championship. So I honestly think it's going to be it's going to be like climbing half of Mount Everest here for them. I honestly think that because they can't throw money at the problem. So that's their problem that they can't throw money at the problem. But hey, you never know in sport. We'll see what happens. Now, prediction time. Prediction time. Now, I've been fairly good at the predictions, and I've been fairly good at predicting if Alonso's going to go well at certain tracks. Even Alonso's agreeing that uh, places like Monaco and Singapore. Now, doesn't mean I'm right either. We'll see for this weekend. I think if it's going to be a dry track, I'm going to go with Perez winning, Verstappen second, and Alonso third. Yeah, I'll say it again. If it's a dry track, a dry race on Sunday, Perez first, Verstappen second, and Alonso third. If it's a wet track, that's going to be very fucking interesting. This is where Alonso could overtake one of, one of the Red Bull boys. If Aston Martin... Now, for Alonso needs his team behind him on this one. They really need to come together. And I mean, they need to make the mother of all pit stops. They really do. Every single pit stop they make at the weekend, even in qualifying, they've got to be on the fucking case. They've got to be nailing the fucker to make sure he, he gets a win. And hey, you never know. He could get up into, say, let's say, second, right? Behind Perez or Verstappen in the race if it's wet. And one of the boys has a retirement. Are they fucking crash the car? You know? Or he could just overtake them quite simply in the fucking pit stops. So, yeah. I wouldn't rule the lands about this weekend. I really wouldn't. I really fucking wouldn't. I think it's a bit of a, a mountain decline. But I wouldn't rule him out. Now, I'm still... You know what? I'm still going to go with the same result, I think. Oh, and guys, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be fair. Alonso's my, my favorite guy, but I'm still going to have to go with... Vers- no, yeah. Dry and wet, I'm going to go with Perez winning, Verstappen second, and Alonso in third. That's my, that's my prediction. For both wet and dry. I just hope... Alonso proves me wrong this weekend even though I know I've been saying all along that this is definitely his best chance but again you never know you never know so I hope Alonso can pull it out of his ass I hope my predictions are wrong I really do um, it's going to be an interesting very very interesting race and I honestly think guys this is very very interesting because if Alonso can pull this out of his ass and pull this out of his ass and get the win we're going to see some really good races coming to like the places like Singapore, probably Austria, the A1 ring too, because that's quite, I wouldn't say it stops dart, but it's tight. You know, it's not huge engine speed and even, even there is one or two long straights, but you still get DRS down the straight anyway. So it's going to be interesting. This really, I think, is make or break for Aston Martin this year for race wins. I mean, they're doing great. I mean, fuck, they're, you know, getting podiums. They're doing good. But come on, Alonso. Come on, Aston Martin. I hope they can do it. So, guys, I will be back on Monday morning with my reaction from the Monaco Grand Prix. And, hey, 
Let's pray. Let's pray for Alonso, huh? <laughs> That's right. And even you Verstappen fans, Hamilton fans, pray for Alonso for a good one. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.